Hello, everybody. Welcome to Rollum. If you got him, um, thanks for joining us here on episode 28. Um, as always, I am joined with by Carl. Hi. Um, in today's episode, we are going to take a look at the um, three factions that have been kind of pre-released here for the 1.7 update. We're going to take not really a deep dive. We're going to kind of go over the high points, but of the Baratheons, Neutrals, um, and Targaryens um, set to release here for the 1.7 update. Right, so, yeah, we have um, the basic, the generic tactics cards. We have some commander cards. What looks like we basically got the uh, the first commanders for each. Baratheons, we have Stannis Renly. Targs, we got called Drogo. And neutrals, you have Bastard Bolton. So, and a few units for some of them. Yep, they did. They did show some units for the Boltons and Targaryens. Yeah, they completely ignored those dirty, dirty Baratheon players. <laughs> right? Yeah they they've really, they've shown all the Baratheon stuff earlier. Well, most maybe maybe just none of your units need updated. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right. So we're gonna just take. Um, we'll start off here with Baratheons because they were kind of the oldest released one. Um, in their kind of faction overview update, they showed the basic tactics deck and Stannis Renly um, commander cards. So really like the starter box commanders. Yeah. So at first glance here, just looking at the generic tactics cards, I almost feel like they're kind of doing an overhaul to the identity of Baratheons. Because if you look at them, all the tactics cards don't share the same trigger, and that's just not okay. <laughs> they should all be, they should all have the same exact trigger because that's how Brathian cards work. Okay. So, yep, it's, it's one card just seven times. <laughs> you have 14 copies of ours is the fear in your deck. Um, <laughs> but no, okay, all seriousness though, no, I enjoy the diversity amongst the Brathian triggers now. You might be able to play more than you know, one card around and you, you actually recently had your first game where you basically couldn't play a card before you lost. Didn't you? It was a couple of weeks ago, I think. Was I using Baratheons? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I don't remember what it was, but yeah, it was like it was like three rounds of me and I may have played like three or four cards. And it was just like and I think I ditched five cards to start the game or something. Like you know, because when I play Baratheons, I play them a lot like Free Folk. Like, if I'm not going to use these cards right away, get them out of my hand, get some new, get some new blood in here. And, uh, yeah, I, I did message you after the game, and I was like, well, that sucked. <laughs> like, oh, my goodness. That's the purgatory I've been in for the past year. No. But when you can play their cards, they're great. But, man, when you can't get those cards out, oof, it's like Targaryens. Like, when they're on, they're on. But when they're not or not it's rough um so yeah so looking at the cards there were some you know name changes taken out there's basically kind of all almost i would say similar effects um they're still playing in that whole retribution thing for the baratheons except it's just kind of more clear like you do like everything can be like have like a retribution to it so you know, just an example, we won't talk about all of them, but like Stag's Wit now, it's when a friendly unit gains a condition token, you can remove that token. If you're engaged, you place it on another enemy. And then it, the kicker is kind of, if you control the letters, you can put um, another token on an enemy within long range. Um, 
Yeah, because so, that yeah. that used to be your your auto wound card, right? No, no, Stag's Stag's wit used to be the um when you activate engaged, remove all tokens. Um, and then if you had the letters, you could place all the tokens. Okay. Yeah, so it was kind of the it was the token remover, but it just had the you must activate engaged. Mm -hmm. Um right, which was you know, yeah. if your opponent knew your attack, they could really actively avoid that. I mean, that was, I mean, really, too, like, not even, you wouldn't even have to avoid Stag's Whip because that would be the one card you wouldn't play when activating Engaged. You know, there's so many other cards that were just better. True. Um, the one that you were thinking of would have been Baratheon, uh, or Stag's Resilience. Stag's Resilience, yep. Which has been replaced. It looks like it kind of was replaced by Baratheon Justice, I do believe, um, as, like, the healer. And now this one is when you, when a friendly unit passes a morale test, um, target all enemies engaged with this unit they become vulnerable and then if you control letters it's restore two wounds so you're getting some token pass out and then passing out and then more uh you know some healing if you're engaged with the letters um, right so yeah so a lot of cool things have happened with their deck um the main thing i would say out of the basic is all the triggers have essentially changed um and there's more diversity and then the ones that kind of are the same, it's a lot more easier to pull off. Where it's like a friendly, like when a friendly unit is performing a melee attack. I mean, you, you theoretically are going to do that a lot in a round. Um, so you, if you have a couple of those cards in your hands, you can actually use them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They all have some, at least a variation amongst the triggers. So, and none of them are like anything too crazy. Mm -hmm. Yeah, well, I guess there, there's two that are the same, but. Yeah, there's only two that are the same, I think, yeah. Um, what would you say out of the kind of their basic deck is like your favorite one? Um I I kinda like the uh I kinda I kinda like the new Ars of the Fury. Mm -hmm. Um just because there's a lot of variation there. Choose one for each zone you control amongst the crown or the tactic zone. Um, choose plus one. Wait, what? Choose, you, so you initially choose one. Choose one. Oh, okay. So For each you, zone. Gotcha. Yeah, yeah. So you can choose you, up you to You get three. one. Um, okay. Gotcha. So yeah, you can pick up all three. Yeah. I, I like, you know, I like that. Like you can use it if you have none. You can really use it if you have all three. Like mm -hmm. it's cool. Yeah. Yeah. Plus one hit, sundering, vicious. So you could take something like a unit of wardens and, you know, make them pretty offensive all of a sudden. Yeah, and, you know, a lot of the things that we've seen, too, is where, you know, those five and sixes are probably going to be hitting on fours now. Well, with this card, they're hitting on threes again. Mm -hmm. So it's, yeah, they're, they're taking offense away, but then, like, they're giving it back in different ways. All right, so I, th I think the, my, or I think my favorite card out of, kind of that basic deck it would probably also have to be the ours of the fury it's just one of those where you can turn offense up on some stuff that's not that great just add offense um even like rose knights you know you could put the put that on a unit of rose knights and give them an attack ability which they don't really they don't have any they just have more of a those healing wounds and like dealing wounds out for engaged enemies so you can really just make things more offensive which is cool 
Yeah, and then looking at like Stannis and then his cards kind of in general here, he's going real big into token manipulation. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, looking at his cards, really only one of them changed, and then his commander attachment version changed. But it's kind of more, I think, like streamlined into the one, you know, the one goal at the end. Um, so his attachment version, he now has adaptive planning. So target one unit in long range, replace one condition token on that unit with any other condition token. And then he's got order mark target, which is start of a friendly turn. Um, one enemy long range line of sight, um, they can become vulnerable. So it's almost like that auto get tokens out so that he can always work. Right. Um, Will of the One True King didn't change, um, which is the same, you know, claim the crown, place all three tokens. Um, and then tactical approach, it's basically the same, except it's now only in melee, so it's still a really good card. Mm-hmm. Um, but it, you're just not going to have that really oppressive combo of like Red Priestess, Bastard Girls, where you're like just shooting, shooting through a yeah. whole army. Yeah. Right, right, right. Um, and it's a really good card, but it's still start of the round. So it's, you know, you could get it at the wrong time and then it'd not be good. And then his new card is Harsh Conditions, which is start of any turn, any unit with tokens on them. You can just remove any number of tokens. And then for each one you remove, they lose ability, lose abilities. So it's really like a, you know, it's a unit shut off thing, but you got to have the token set up first. I like it. Yeah, I think I think it's pretty cool. It's kind of plays into one more streamline. Like before, you know, he had this place a bunch of tokens card. Then he had the tactical approach, which utilized him. But then his other one was like Oath of Duty, which is when a friendly infantry unit was destroyed. If it was Stannis's unit, yeah, like plus two dice. If it wasn't his, it was like they can't gain condition tokens or something crazy. Mm-hmm. So. It was kind of a hard card, I think, to utilize kind of within the deck um, because it was a, kind of an, another unit died card. And then Renly, um, did his old commander have boldness and courage? Yeah, because he didn't have an attachment, duh. So, yes. <laughs> you know, he gets the new boldness and courage, which is a plus one attack die or plus one rank. Um, embolden still the same. It's still oh. the same, except it actually includes his unit now too. So his unit also gets oh. the morale test. Yeah. Okay. So slightly better. Mm-hmm. Um, wealth and charisma is almost like a hard counter to Stannis. Yep. Which is kind of cool. So you can. Friendly NCU claims his own. Remove all condition tokens from each friendly combat unit. Wait. Remove all condition tokens from each friendly combat unit. For each token removed, deal one enemy gauge that unit one wound. So if Stannis has, you know, puked six, eight tokens out onto the battlefield, you can just wealth and charisma all of them and then deal a bunch of wounds to Stannis. Mm -hmm. Yeah kind of cool and then it also has an or ability uh or restore three wounds across any number of friendly combat units 
Okay. Yeah, it's pretty. I mean, yeah, that one's super good because obviously, you know, it's token denial, and then really you can just heal. Like if it's st- kind of stuck in your hand, you'd be like, all right, well, I, I need to heal here anyways. Mm-hmm. And it's you know, it's a it's a it's a zone replace, which is fine. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, those are always nice for zone denial type of situations too. When you're like, oh, I don't really want this zone, so bam. Or, Ooh, or like when you're, all my when you, or it's like, all right, I want to take the crown to turn on other cards. Yeah, right. I don't really yep. care if you fail a panic test. Truth, truth. Okay, uh, what are, are Targaryens bringing to the table here? Um... So. First thing it jumps out is the change to overrun, which I know this is. Uh, we also see this on one of the Greyjoy commanders. I don't remember which one it is, but they have overrun as an ability, and you don't get a pivot anymore. It's just it's got to be someone who's already in line of sight, basically, or you know will be once the other unit is removed. Mm-hmm. Which I guess. That change is acceptable. As a, as a Targaryen player, I'm a little partial to overrun because it's it's basically been your only way to win with them prior to dragons <laughs> was to hope that you could draw overrun, actually kill something, and then go attempt to try to kill something else. Yeah, yeah. I mean, really good against lightly armored units. Hmm. Um. Then we see, you know, just a basic overhaul to kind of the rest of the cards they keep the same uh oh what do you want to call it the the same objectives amongst the cards they just change how they do them a little bit Mm -hmm. turn some things down uh nothing nothing too crazy here Anything, uh, anything jump out to you? No, I mean, not out of like the basic deck. Obviously, it's like a full rework, like everything else has had. Um, I mean, they have, I think the one new card that I think seemed interesting was this new field control. So when NCU claims the maneuver zone, if the NCU was friendly, you may, so that's just any NCU. So it's not mm-hmm. even like your NCU. Um, um, if the NCU is, was friendly, you may replace the zone's effect with one friendly combat unit performs maneuver retreat, which is the same thing. Um, but they get plus one, and then enemy it disengaged with becomes weakened. So it's kind of like an extra benefit for taking that maneuver zone. And then if the NCU is an enemy, you may force your opponent to replace the zone's effect with one friendly combat unit becomes weakened. Um, they may shift three inches. So it's really like, oh, you took the horse. Like, congratulations. It's now a penalty for you right um, yeah because usually if you're taking that maneuver zone you know you're trying to get someone out of trouble mm-hmm. um and then i know there's you know debate on whether or not you can shift out of melee i don't believe you you can i i think that's just i yeah you know. I, well we'll have to see when uh the first FAQ hits, I don't believe you should be allowed to shift out of melee. No. But 
we'll see. But if you're if you can't shift out of melee and your opponent was taking the maneuver zone to retreat, now they're weakened and stuck in combat. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which is yep. kind of awesome. Um and yeah, then think... with the order of resolutions, if your opponent has like that Renly card where they're replacing the effect of the zone, the the active player is going to go first. It So your opponent, let's say the Brathian player claims maneuver zone. They play that and you play this. Um the Wealth and Charisma active player would go number one, and then the Targaryen player goes number two, so you would actually, like, whose card, it would be the Targaryen player, right? Because it's the I don't know, that's actually, that's actually a great thing, because you would resolve them in order, so I mean, I would theoretically resolve mine, and then, yeah, but like, that doesn't make sense, I don't, but I you... don't know. I would yeah. I would assume you don't get to do both cards. Right? Yeah, I don't I don't assume you get to do both, but hmm, interesting. I mean, yeah, cuz you could sit there I mean that that is a tough card, so if your Baratheon player wants to try to replace that, take the maneuver and yeah, then no, replace it. Yeah, you would it. you would get to resolve yeah. both. Yeah. So yeah. you would take the maneuver, you would play uh Wealth and Charisma. Mm-hmm. And let's say you restored 3 wounds. And then uh and then, yeah, I could play field control and weaken you, and now you may shift three inches. Mm-hmm. Yeah, kind of weird. Yeah, that's a, that's actually probably like the. I, I mean, I never thought of that. As soon as you start saying, I'm like, uh, that doesn't make sense. I yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, I that to me that's obviously one of the most interesting cards. I mean, they have some other stuff that's then, really cool. You see a lot of this in the in the Greyjoy deck too. The if you control it, if your mm-hmm. opponent controls it, you know if if anyone controls it. it so I, I kind of like the direction that this is going. I think mm-hmm. it adds some very interesting stuff because like when you're playing with Greyjoys, and you're like, well, I kind of want the wealth, but I kind of want my opponent to have the wealth, and now I don't know what to do. Mm-hmm. Uh it creates a lot of interesting dynamics here. Unstoppable yeah. advance becomes a basically two cards in one. Mm-hmm. Um, you can trigger it when a friendly unit activates, or you can trigger it when a friendly unit surges forth, and they each have different effects. That's that's kind of cool. Helps you from getting cards stuck in your hand. Not that unstoppable advance ever really got stuck in your hand because it was start of the turn trigger so yeah but basically it has when a friendly unit activates has a cool effect but when a friendly unit surges forth it has plus three movement um that's a lot of movement to add to a free maneuver Mm -hmm. so it has like a you know ooh, if you get this really cool situation to trigger this you can trigger this and do an extra cool kind of thing so Mm -hmm. yeah um, I think the other kind of cool thing out of this basic deck is they show they're showing Cal Drogo's cards. Well, I shouldn't say basic deck; it's Cal Drogo's commander cards. He um, so like all Targaryen cards, they basically said like the commanders are going to have four, so they're showing all four of his commander cards, which I think is pretty cool. Um, and 
I think it adds like a lot of diversity. I'm actually really glad that they're doing this. I wish they would just do it with more commanders in general. I think it would just create more diversity in the game. Um, so like he, Drogo, he still has Odvert, um, Odravat, which is a little bit different. It changed. He's still got ride by attack, um, which is, I believe a little different. It's a similar, but changed. Mm-hmm. Um, he now has lead by example, which is, different yet similar <laughs> like everything else but then his new one is assault orders so with this one you um remove sudden retreat and you put this one in so you take out one of the basic cards and you throw this one in um and that's you know when from the unit ncu unit com- claims a zone replaces on effect with one from the combat unit perform an attack action if it's the th- if this is caldrogo's unit it may perform one, one free charge action so it's like a free charge card for drogo essentially which is cool. I mean, mm-hmm. I know they, they're limiting on the number of free stuff, but there's like some kickers added to this where, I mean, theoretically you could pull this and Drogo's engaged and you're not getting your free charge. Um, so, Also a little bit of a panic mitigation here on Drogo. So lead mm-hmm. by example, Drogo attacks, attaches card to a friendly unit in long range, plus two to panic test rolls and plus one to melee heads, but plus two to panic test rolls. And then Drogo's unit itself has Iron Resolve, plus one to panic test rolls, minus one wound from failing. So a third of the time that you fail panic test with Drogo, you will take zero wounds. So, well, th- this well this one too, it's attached to one friendly unit, one other friendly unit. So this yeah, could, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, but, but I'm yeah. saying Iron Resolve. A third of the mm. time that you do fail with Drogo, you'll take zero wounds. Oh yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, and then that card also has, it's a kicker. It's an awesome too, because the trigger is, you know, Cal Drogo's unit completes an attack, so he could die. And then it can, they kind of, it's, we've seen this on other cards. It's, you know, start of a friendly turn, just draw one tactics card. Mm-hmm. I like so that. because You basically get to play it, swap it out with a different card. Yeah, I, I so like that. You don't that. have those dead cards in your hand, because that happens a lot with Eddard. Mm-hmm. I've had it happen quite a bit. Eddard has two of them, right? Two cards that when Eddard dies are dead cards. Um, yeah, it's lead by example, and, uh, I can't think of it off the top of my head. There's another one. And then the third one, it's still good, but it's not as good. But yeah, they're all... Fury for the Fallen, yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Which is potentially Eddard's best card, and it's, yeah, dead card. Mm -hmm. So they're at least mitigating that a little bit. Yeah, Um, and then, then kind of... Continuing on the Targaryens, oh, his attachment. He now has Expert Duelist, which is really cool, and then Iron Resolve. Like Makes said. sense. Yeah. Um, then they also showed a bunch of units. Um, we won't kind of talk about all of them in depth here. Um, you know, they're showing the Vets, the Dothraki Vets, Screamers, Outriders, and Hakars. Um kind of what their update is going to look like so you know you have every unit in the starter box here that's given an update Mm -hmm. which is pretty cool the Um, uh screamers and outriders both get a little bump to morale uh the veterans are still awesome and more affordable but i think my favorite thing out of all of these is the outriders bow Mm-hmm. So basically, if they don't perform their free maneuver, they're they get long range on their attack. 
like it makes sense because these guys die real easy a little bit better morale now will help but you pretty much had to get to get use out of them nine out of ten times you had to put them in really compromising positions and they were low-hanging fruit for your opponent so this allows you to you know kind of keep them safe yeah, and like the cool thing is, is they now have a melee attack. They put a melee attack. Yeah, on. so they can like uh, I don't know destroy stakes or you know <laughs> something where you run up and you're like, all right, I'm gonna do this. And you're like, oh yeah, I I can't do that with these guys. Yeah, they're not completely useless. When... Like oh, they're Dothraki that apparently never picked up a sword their whole right, right. their whole life. Yeah, that makes that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah, so. I mean that's probably the coolest ability that Outrider bow because it's giving flexibility um screamers got furious charge which basically is the defender becomes vulnerable or sorry enemies successfully charged by this unit become vulnerable um and vets are pretty much the same except they have swift retreat and instead of charging valley they have quick fire which is just more versatile in the oh and they're eight points so yeah so and in, basically instead of shooting and then charging. Now they're gonna charge and then shoot. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, well, no, no, they're gonna maneuver and shoot or retreat and shoot. Well, oh, after an enemy completes a melee attack, yeah, yeah, that's swift retreat. Yeah, they can perform a retreat and then shoot. Okay, so they'll yeah. charge, get attacked back, yeah. retreat and shoot. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So yeah, it's still split up into two turns, but yeah, they they definitely work together. But like, yeah, with I mean, even with quick fire, you can um just it's, maneuver. Yeah, it's shoot, it's not it's know. not the massive damage dump that it was before, right? Where it was, you know, potentially fifteen hits. I mean, the th- the thing cool with it though is you can still essentially do that. I mean, because you can free maneuver up, shoot, and then charge. And it's the exact same thing, except you don't how are to... how are you charging? Like on your activation? Oh, you free maneuver up, shoot. Okay, yeah, 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 yeah. So, that's I mean, there too. So yeah, you you still have that going for. It. I mean, it's so it's like charging volley, but just better. I mean, because like you don't have to just use it charging. Yeah, or you yeah. shoot twice. Yeah, or you shoot twice. Yeah, free maneuver up, shoot. Free maneuver up, shift, shoot, shift, shoot. Okay, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, a lot of versatility here. Yeah, no yeah, reroll in that, but yeah, they're, they're really good. But there is there is ways to get rerolls. <laughs> um, with uh, okay. other things that you can bring. Um, that was it. and then like the cars, we haven't said anything about them. I know, I think we've seen the front on this card before. It's basically the exact same. They're four, four defense, four morale. Three plus to hit six dice. They have vicious and outflank in our six wounds. I think this they're five points. I think this unit is gonna be I think you're I think you'll always bring two of these. I'm just gonna say it now. I think every Dothraki player will always bring two of these. Hmm. Yeah, they'll be interesting. I'm excited to try them. I think I think the outflank is gonna be super freaking super good for what it does. Cause like, yeah, like you can bring them on late game, but then like, and then like you have a cab unit run around in their back lines if you don't already. And then I don't think you would, I think you would deploy one and like off and hold on to the other. Uh huh. Yeah. 
and then like you still are, you're kind of getting those extra units out there because they're only five points. I mean, they, mm-hmm. yeah, they're a little flimsy, but it's more of the. Um, I mean, I wouldn't even say they're flimsy. They're four defense, four morale. Um, you know, they kind of can be like a finisher unit because you could charge with these guys, overrun, and you know, do some damage. Really, I mean, vicious is still going to be good. Right. Yeah, and since they're probably going to be in the flank, at least, maybe the rear. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm I'm excited to do some testing. I think you'll I think you'll see outriders a lot more now. Mm-hmm. Now that they have an, like an actual long range, because I mean, if you grab fourteen twenty, okay, so if you grab one vet, one screamer, one outrider, two recars, it's thirty points. Yep, and then you have, um, if all NCUs are basically like four or five points, you can get two NCUs and then two attachments. Two one-point attachments. Yeah. Yep. Or a two-pointer. Let's say, like, Jorah is still, you know, Jorah's attachment is still close to, like, Jorah's attachment. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Seven yeah. activations? Yeah. I like it. Seven activations, all horses. Yay. Um, all right. So anything else you want to cover on Targaryens there? Ah, I don't believe so. I'm just, I'm, you know, I want the damn card things to release so i can have them exactly we've known they were coming for it feels like it feels like forever Mm -hmm. it's like okay where they at yeah and then all right so we're gonna kind of move on to the neutrals really quick here we're gonna just you know talk about them quickly again you know kind of the high points real quick these uh these you know thinking about the um how long we've known about the card things and stuff it reminds me remember that time that we sat outside of Black Friday on, or sat outside of Best Buy <laughs> on Black Friday, and it's like ice raining and stuff. And we got there really early. We had no money, by the way. And we thought we could sell our spot mm. in line. Yes. <laughs> I think we sold it for like 20 bucks. We sat there all night. That's kind of how this feels. Like, mm-hmm. no. it's like, I just want, come on. And seriously, like, I'm, I thought this would have happened by now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> So, oh god okay so speaking so of dumb on the neutrals oh <laughs> um yeah so high points here i mean they're having a full deck rework well full deck rework too they're getting some new stuff they're kind of retaining some old stuff but it's different um they're seeing basically all the bolton units and ramsey in this kind of the, their article um all right so card wise i mean they're getting is it weird that they're getting tactical approach, but it's not tactical approach? I think it is a little weird. That's the first time I think we've ever seen a card that has this, carries the same name yet just does completely just does nothing things. even close. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, because theirs is more like um, the current. Uh, I can't think of it. I don't think uh, wealth yeah, and cunning. Wealth and cunning. That's, Maybe yeah. Yeah. Because like can... you get, you can add it to the hit, or you can add yeah. it to the defense. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Um, but then, then, yeah, it's basically the exact same. It's add attack deals plus one hit. Um, defense blocks one hit. Control the letters. You can do control the letters, or if it's your commander, you can do both. You can do matter. one extra. So if you're attacking, oh, extra, yeah. it's plus two hits. If you're mm-hmm. defending, it's plus two defense. Yeah, I mean that's a pretty cool attack card. Um, I think the one that 
kind of stands out as like new because they still have adaptive methods which i'm pretty sure is similar where their risk is kind of the same but their new one that i think is cool is issue commands um when your commander's unit activates instead of this unit performing an action on this turn target one other friendly unit in long range it performs one attack or charge action that uh that sounds a lot like the Tyrion card mm -hmm. yep, i wonder if that'll also be a Tyrion card it could like a, be, yeah. like a new Tyrion card mm-hmm and then it kind of also carries the kicker. So, like, if your commander is dead, it has a start of any turn. Target one from yeah. the combat unit. Remove one order token from the unit. I, I really like that card because it's really mm -hmm. got that flavor of, like, getting someone else to do your dirty work. Yeah. yeah. That you would expect out of, like, a neutral kind of commander, you know? Like, it, it really it, it really drive that point home. It's pretty cool. Yeah, I think it's pretty... I, f I feel like it's more of that, like, high commander card where you'd be, like your commander might be sitting on an objective, but it's like, I'm not doing anything. You guys are going to do it. Um, I mean, I think it's just, it's, I mean, an extra attacker charge instead of activating is going to be good. So if you read Spoils of War, the beginning here, start of a friendly turn, attach this card to a friendly cavalry or infantry unit until the end of the game. To me, that says that neutrals are going to get maybe some siege equipment or something. Um... Right? It's a generic know, neutral card, yeah. and they're saying this only applies to cav or infantry. Yeah, yeah. I mean, a little reading between the lines speculations here. Yeah, that's some that's some deep speculation there. That's like covert. No, no. Yeah, I I mean, reading that. I mean, I think it's kind of more for cleaning it up. But sure, yeah. I mean, no, no, theoretically, let's live in this coming. made up world I've just created. I couldn't. Okay, I, it's better here. I don't know. Yeah, I don't. I couldn't imagine what siege equipment could be coming for him. But, but then, yeah, if, if you read the actual ability, it's like, oh, each time an enemy within short range is destroyed, blah blah blah. Well, if you have long range siege equipment, they're not going to lose a lot of enemies in short range. So you might mm -hmm. have like a battering ram piece of siege equipment or something that's going to be up in the action that people are going to be dying around mm -hmm. that they they are trying to avoid some giant combo with here. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So you guys heard it here first. Uh, battering ram coming to neutrals. I just I, I figured it out. You're oh welcome. my god, no! You know what it could be? It could be a freaking war elephant. Oh shit! It could be war elephants. Like <laughs> I mean, the Golden Company. I mean, they could be coming in. We don't know. We're speculating here. I mean, you heard it here first. Confirmed. <laughs> war elephants. Golden Company coming to neutrals. Coming to neutrals. That's totally gonna be the title of the episode. Yep. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> um, and then we have kind of get off that. They showed Ramsey's cards here. His are um I haven't read he kept over the same name. three names. Yeah. Uh so he gets like a little target enemy combat unit, expend a panic token to that unit if you do oh if you expend a panic token, you you choose two of these effects. Um, a little heal, which you can choose multiple times. That enemy becomes vulnerable. The enemy becomes weakened. A lot of versatility there. Uh, so this game still has a start of the turn. Two hits plus... Okay, so sadistic games, the, the auto hits gets turned down a little bit, mm -hmm. potentially. Potentially could be turned up, I guess. Suffers so two hits plus one for each 
remaining rank in all House Bolton units it is engaged with. So if you're engaged with Bladesmen and Cutthroats, and they're both at full ranks, you're going to take seven hits. Eight. Eight hits. Oh, yeah, no, seven. Yeah, seven. They're yeah. Yes. Okay. Yeah, so it could That's... be real swingy, yeah. I, I... Interesting. Mm-hmm. I like it, too, because I know before, really with this card, you would almost always just say, hey, I'm going to take the hits, and that would be that. Like, yeah, you would never you get almost, those panic tokens. You're now like, it's right, like, just... oh, man, like... Um, it's basically like, oh, man, I could take eight hits instead of just the five. And then, you know, now it's like, oh, yeah, like I'll, I'll take those panic tokens. Thank you. <laughs> um, our blades are sharp. Uh, when attacking a panicked enemy, this attack gains precision. If the attacker is a House Bolton unit, it may reroll attack dice. So that is a great card to have when already in some melee mm-hmm. combat. Yeah, late round combat zone kind of card to get your rerolls. Granted, cutthroats are getting rerolls now. Anyways, they basically lost their vulnerable token to pick up rerolls. Yeah, um, I think that would be good for uh, uh, Flademan, like. Not like not that you just charged them, but like previously charged blade men, mm-hmm. um, because then you're just rerolling. It's like you recharge with nothing. Um, and then, kind of going off of that, they did show the units now for um, the cutthroats, blackguard, blade men, and bastard girls for the neutral units. Um, so my initial thoughts here are blade men are boss again, and bastards girls got better. And Blackguard got a lot better. Even if you put them in the current game, they would all be good. Um, yeah, Bastard Girls got better. Mm-hmm. Flademen kind of come with like this almost like a cut them down, but half of it sort of thing. Mm-hmm. But they also have when charging, they get crit blow. Mm-hmm. They always have vicious, and they're eight points. So yeah, so you you charge a panicked enemy with um, play our blades are sharp. Now you just picked up crit blow precision, which is mm-hmm. the crit, new crit blow precision. So it'd be one unblocked and then one blockable. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And a uh, blackguard are. They're basically the same. Oh, they they lost a dice at full rank. And the horrific, horrific visage is updated to. I don't know if we've seen it like this before, but it is. It's better. Oh yeah, it is a little better. So, if you're charging a full unit of blackguard, they're taking that test at a minus three. Yeah. And then it's. Yeah. So it's just more ways to get, get to fail it. Um. And then the Bastards Girls, their thing, like, they got, they're basically the same long range, they have the charging volley still, but on their tracker's bow, after completing this attack, the defender becomes vulnerable. 
So yep, just you automatic shoot, vulnerable. Yeah, you shoot and you're vulnerable, um, which is going to be good for like charging because then you charge with vicious, vulnerable, vicious. Like it's going to be. Good. Oh, and you no longer have to play that game of oh, did you roll any ones on that? Mm-hmm. Like yeah, I no. wasn't, I wasn't watching. You know. Yeah. Because that happened a lot with their old attack. I think the one thing I think it's going to be overlooked is they did get plus one to movement. So now there's six movement. So for you player, you guys out there that really love to just try those super long charges, you can be at full range. Like you could shift into full range, shoot, attempt the charge. And then, you know, if you make it, you charged, if not, you're up in their grill. And Mm -hmm. like, maybe that's like your last, last, uh, play of the round type of thing and you lead off the next round that's going to be good because it's like all right well i just close the distance for nothing because they still have a five morale they're probably not going to fail that panic test right um but yeah um i mean that's the units basically and then the bolton the cutthroats they're going down to four plus to hit they're losing some attack dice and yeah they don't get the uh they get um may real attack dice when attacking enemies that haven't activated and they get vicious still so they're losing that vulnerable, but they get rerolls. Yeah, hitting on fours. Mm-hmm. And then, kind of just to close it out here, is that the attachments, the Dreadfort Captain now is has prey on fear. Um, the the one is, that the one that jumps out to me the most is Theon. <laughs> yes. Um. So start of any turn, target all enemies in short range. They become panicked. Roll a die on a six plus kill Theon. So he's gonna die uh you know, only seventeen percent of the time versus thirty three percent of the time. Granted with me it felt like it was a hundred percent of the time. Oh yeah, yeah. I I think um, he'll still die a hundred percent of the time now. But at least now he has the chance to like do more than like one token. Even mm-hmm. if he dies in your first time, you could be like, All right, well, he just pooped out three tokens, so that's fine, whatever. Yeah, because really, too, I mean, I don't think it's, like, optimal because you could put, like, Ramsey Commander, um, you know. Well, Theon you... is not free anymore, though. He is not. He's oh, he's point. not. He's a one point. So he still has to go in Ramsey's unit. Yeah, I mean, I would think, like, you could theoretically put him in, like, Blackguard. So Ramsey Commander, though, he now has Horrific Visage, so you'd be doubling up on Visage in Blackguard, which isn't great. Yeah, bit of a waste. But, um, but you can at least get that unit like up in the mix and theoretically not die, and then start spitting out tokens, um, which is cool. Um, yeah, I'm thinking you know Ramsey Reek, Ramsey Attachment in Black Guards. That's a mm-hmm, nine yeah. point unit, but it's a nine point unit with really no offensive output, but lots of defense and healing. Yeah, probably not. Never mind. Yeah. I mean, you, they have, what, Fueled by Slaughter, which is... After this unit completes a melee attack, if the defender suffered any wounds, this unit restores one wound, plus one wound for each of the defender's destroyed ranks. Yeah, and then they got Intimidating Presence, which is the whole... Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh... Yeah, I don't know. I don't, we'll I don't know what I'd put him in. Yeah. I mean, I don't know, like, out of... Out of the pure Bolton units, I don't know. I mean, I wouldn't put him in Bastards Girls because that's like an eleven point unit. Then, oh no, that'd be a ten point unit. I mean, right. That's another thing too. Usually, these guys go pretty well in other. Yeah, like you know, yeah, Stormcrow or you know whatever because your House Bolton 
affiliation isn't going to waste them, which you're, you know, you're paying for that. You know? mm-hmm, yeah. So, all right. Well, I'm, uh, I think, uh, I think we're going to start to see a lot more neutral players again. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think there was a bunch of, well, I wouldn't say a bunch of neutral players, but there was quite a few. And I think all of them basically been like, we are, have been the same for a while. Mm-hmm. I think more people will migrate back to them. I think I think they'll be fun to play. That's for sure. They look like they're going to be fun. They're definitely fun to play now, but mm-hmm. if you they have a difficult time winning sometimes. Yeah, I think the one problem with them now is a lot of their units are a little underpowered compared to other things um, for what they can take, and now right. their units just got better again. So. All right. Do you have any other closing thoughts here? I don't. I don't. All right. All right. Yeah. Um. I don't either. I mean, I think all the changes that we have seen um, has been pretty consistent with the whole, you know, stuff getting turned down like they said they were. I know we kind of predicted it um, with the first visions in the flame article, um, and kind of how everything's been working. I think they pretty much followed along that line. Everything's getting turned down, but maybe more diversity and like some things are getting cleaned up. Um. So I, I'm definitely looking forward to 1.7. Yeah, I like the uh, I like the consistency that we're seeing across things. I feel like the ceiling's been lowered, but the floor has been risen a little mm-hmm. bit when it comes to things. So you're seeing things operate in a maybe a more predictable manner, less swingy. I mean, I that sounded like that's what they were going for from the beginning was these big swingy gotcha kind of plays where it's like oh this one thing happened and now the whole dynamic of the battlefield is different Mm -hmm. yeah it's like there shouldn't be just you know one thing to happen in round two that it's like oh there's basically no way to win this game now yeah yeah i agree with that um all right well if you don't have any other closing thoughts here that's all i got for today um uh, yeah, so thank you. Um, thanks for joining us. Um, I can't remember our closing thing. <laughs> but no, thanks for thanks for joining us um, in this episode where we kind of covered all the past three visions where they've been talking about the factions more and showing kind of more updates than they were previously. You know, with kind of these little teasers. They're really diving in deep now. So we will see you guys back here in a couple weeks. Bye. Bye.